0: I'm passing on uh, seats <laughs> Last week, uh, I mean, the last time that I preach, I say, ah, I forgot to bring seats right? And I hope everybody gets a seat. There is enough for everyone. I hope there's enough for everyone. Um, if there's not, then I owe you one. <laughs> this is a seat of the uh, Sayur <laughs> Sawi. Okay. So, I mean, it's good to hold on to a seed and see what God can do with a seed in our lives, isn't it? Amen. Yeah, no matter how small it is, and sometimes very insignificant. Ah, please forgive me, I keep. <laughs> but, yeah, when the Lord ministered to us, okay. Today, I want to continue on with the sermon that I started uh, two weeks ago. Encountering Jesus, the tormented set free. I said, today is part two. Uh, I felt that we didn't have enough time uh, to go uh, more into it or to finish up what I wanted to uh, emphasise on, on that day. Does everybody have one? Is that enough? Okay. But this time we will read from the book of Luke. Same story same talking about the same person but we will read from Luke uh, it's not out on the powerpoint you can i'm going to read this morning from the amplified version amp yeah amp and then let's we'll see what the lord yeah, wants to speak to us today yeah okay so if you have your handphone you can check it out uh, It's luke chapter 8, Luke chapter 8, verse 26, yeah, Luke chapter 8, verse 26, and I'm reading from the amplified version, yeah, A-M-P. Then they sailed to the country of the Gerasenes, which is east of Galilee. Now when Jesus stepped out on land, he was met by a man from the city of Gerasa who was possessed with demons. For a long time, he had worn no clothes. So look at this man, he was possessed by the demon. Possessed is like he has no control over his life. That's why he was not wearing clothes, yeah? So, no control over his body. No control over what he can do. He was not even living in a house, but among the tombs. You know, sometimes uh, uh, in the tombs, uh, sometimes we have it like uh, even here. Sometimes somebody will get ready the tombs, right? They get ready the tombs. Let's say husband and wife, where the husband has passed on, but then there is still they they may make two together, yeah. So there is a tomb for the husband where the body is already there, but the wife is still alive, so it's empty. So sometimes you know people live inside there, find shelter. Uh, okay, that's why it's something like that. Okay, so he was living in the tombs. So seeing Jesus, he cried out. How did he cry out? So I like this version to give us a little bit of you know, expression. How he cried out? He cried out with a terrible voice from the depths of his throat. He cried out with a terrible voice from the depths of his throat. And some of us, we have done prayer ministry, right? And sometimes when we cast out demons, we can hear that voice coming out. We know it's not the person's voice. It's the voice of the enemy, you know, coming out. And and it's, it's something like this, from the depths of his throat. And what this man did was that he fell down before Jesus in dread and terror. He is terrified. Not he himself, the man, but the demons in him were dread, eh, out of dread and terror and shouted loudly, what business do we have in common with each other Jesus? Son of of the Most High God, I beg you, do not torment me before the appointed time of judgment. So the demons know the time will come. They will be thrown into the hell, yeah, into the abyss forever and ever. But that day has not come. That's why they're saying, please don't throw us, there. don't torment us before that time. And he's saying, what do we have in common with you? Now, he was already, he sees that Jesus, when he met the man, straight away, he was already commanding the unclean spirit to come out of that man. He was already doing it. He didn't wait. uh, He knows something is controlling. He was already, so we can see the heart of Jesus. The heart of Jesus is he wants to set the man free. He was commanding the unclean spirit to come out of the man, for it has seized him violently many times. We can only imagine violently is like how, you know. This means violently there may have, you know, hurts on his physical body. Yeah, he was not in control, he was hurt. And people tried to, con- uh, to control him. He was put under guard, bound with chains and shackles. But he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the desert. Then Jesus asked him, what is your name? And he answered, Legion, because many demons had entered him. Now we talked about this last two weeks ago about Legion, uh, legion, because Legion means like a, a group of army So it can be like 4,000 It depends at that time Or which emperor, sometimes it's 4,000 Sometimes 6,000 So that is, that's what it means, it's a legion means Wow, it's really a lot So can you imagine How tormented this man Was at that time By so many And at that time, uh, we know There is a, a legion A Roman legion Okay, taking care of that area because it's a very uh, strategic place. So they have a Roman legion there, and there's a ten legion. And the symbol, the logo of that re- uh, of that Roman legion is a boar, a, a pig, uh, okay. So and we know that pigs they are not consumed by Jews. So we know that this area is a Gentile area, and you know uh, they may use. Animals and that would include pigs as sacrifices to their pagan gods. And therefore, we just imagine Jesus coming into this kind of territory. It's not just shaking a person, but it's shaking the spiritual realm. The King of Kings has come, the Son of God has entered into this territory. And this is the man, you know, first came to Jesus. And he was set free. Amen. So, these demons continue, continually begged Jesus not to command them to go into the abyss. And now a large herd of pigs was feeding there on the mountain. The demons begged Jesus. They begged Jesus to allow them to enter to the pigs He gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs. And the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When the herdsmen saw what had happened, they ran away and told it in the city and out in the country. Wow, the news spread. No need WhatsApp. You know, from the city and also in the country because they are in this place and and the whole area, the province, the whole area there is called Decapolis. That means there are 10 cities on this side. So it spread so fast. That means it's a very important news, right? Something that they had never, never seen before. Who is this man? Who is this man? that has come into our territory. Look at what He has done. We had never seen it before. And they were afraid, right? They were, And then, um, so the people came out to see what had happened. They came to Jesus and they found the man from whom the demons had gone out, sitting at Jesus' feet, clothed and in His right mind, mentally healthy. Wow, praise the Lord. Sometimes I also wish we can go back to Bukit Padang and say, be healed. Don't you think so? <laughs> when we see our friends suffer, and you see people suffer mentally, you just want to be healed, be mentally restored. And they were frightened, they were afraid. You know, I... I We use these pigs, you know, for financial gain, for worship to our pagans and all have died and then what are we going to feed the Roman soldiers, you know, and things like that. And and who is this man who is greater than the pagan god that we worship? All these gods that we worship, they were afraid. And those who had seen it told them how the man who had demon possessed had been healed. They told them, they were told, this man has been healed. Then all you just imagine you're one of them there. And every day for many years, if you live nearby this man and you see him tormented for many, 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 many years and you also feel no hope to help this man and maybe you have compassion. You can bring all your sacrifice to your pagan God you know, and ask for mercy for this man. But he is still tormented. Then all the people of the country of the Gerasenes and the surrounding district asked him to leave them because they were overwhelmed with fear. Their first response was fear. They have never seen it. So Jesus got into the boat and returned to the west side of the Sea of Galilee, which is the Jew's side. But the man from whom the demons had gone out kept begging Jesus. He was begging Jesus, pleading to go with him. Jesus, I want to go with you, I want to go with you. You saved my life. You saved me. I want to go with you. But Jesus sent him away, saying, return home and tell about all the great things God has done for for you. So the man went away, proclaiming throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. You know, when I read these uh, last two verses, you know, sometimes I thought about our own life, sometimes we plead with Jesus, 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 let me go with you, go with you, go with you. And then Jesus said, no, you need to go home. You need to tell your family. You need to tell friends about what happened to you. Because Jesus was not allowed, isn't it? At that time, they sent him away. So he cannot continue to preach the kingdom of God in that land. But later on, what happened? When Jesus returned to that part of that you know, land, the people come to him, start coming to him, bring their sick. They start coming. Why? Because this man, he did what Jesus told him to do. He didn't say, no, 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 I want to go with you. I, I will take my own boat, I will go to the other side. You know, sometimes I, for me, it spoke to me, it's like sometimes we want this, 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 but God has a greater plan. You know, it's a good desire, right? To be with Jesus, to be in his school of rabbi, you know, in his teachings, and then it's so good to be with him, to see him work miracles, to do all this, all this. But God has a bigger, bigger plan that is for Decapolis. For that area. Starting with that area, I don't know where else he went, this man, but it was for this whole area that people will know the Lord, this Jesus And he did it. And the next time when Jesus came, people began to go to him. Instead of saying, no, no, you go away, go away. Or feel with fear. But they have heard the testimony. They have heard the good news of how Jesus has set this man free. Amen? Amen. So friends, sometimes we may not understand. We may feel that, oh yeah. But remember, his ways are higher. His thoughts are higher. He's not just... You know, he thinks about us. Yes, definitely. But he also loved many. So many as well. Amen. Yeah. I, let's, let's go back. Now let's go back. So that's the part. Yeah? So he did it, what Jesus said. And, and let's move back uh, to verse 29. Okay, to verse 29. Um, what happened to this man, the tormented one? To the tormented one. Yeah. There was an unclean, there was unclean spirit, the unclean spirit that came in. Now, unclean in the Greek is akatatos, right? It can mean uh, in ceremonial, ceremonial, you know, the, the Jews, the people of God, God has taught them certain things are unclean, certain things are clean, and you do this, do this, they're unclean. So there are ceremonial things, yeah, that they need to follow. But in a moral sense, yeah, it can be unclean in our thoughts or unclean in our life. This means sins that we commit, yeah, it's unclean, isn't it? Like our life, our behaviour, yeah, our attitudes, but also in our thought life. So, because our thoughts, yeah, our behaviour, our emotions, it follows what we think, our thoughts. So this is such an important thing. Now, God has given us a beautiful brain. God has given us free will. Uh, that's part of our soul, yeah, our will, our mind, our emotions, that's our soul. And God desires healing in our soul area so that we can prosper in other parts of our life. So in, in that sense, yeah, we want to look at it, it can be unclean in our thought, it can be unclean in our life. And ceased, the word ceased, ceased. Here in verse 29, when it says that the, the unclean spirit seized him violently many times. That means the unclean spirit yeah, catched the person, lay hold by force so that that person is no longer his own master and carry away together, snatch them away together. Okay, so that is a very extreme case in this passage. We can see that so the person has no control. He cannot say no okay cannot say no he's been carried away alright in in our just carried away he says that he was carried away to the wilderness he doesn't want but he went it was by force yeah by force you know our God is not like by force right You can see the character of the enemy here okay you are no longer a master this means you have no free will choice you must do what he has you know want you to do and things like that. Okay, So this one is a man that is uh, possessed by the enemy. And certain times in our life, maybe we struggle something along that line where we feel that we have no control. And sometimes addiction can be like that as well, isn't it? Like we feel that we have no control. We are tormented by the addiction or we are tormented by all these uh, thoughts that are coming. Uh, then we cannot put a stop to it. You know, it's carrying us away from God's perfect will for us or it's carrying us away to the wilderness where it's even worse. It just gets worse and worse and worse and you feel isolated and you feel that you are living in a tomb. You feel that nobody is around. So in a sense, I'm just saying that certain times it's like that. It can start from very small but it can become very huge. You know, we have heard, like we heard of, Let's say uh, in other countries, there are certain people they start with a, a little bit of fear, but it was not addressed that fear. You know, fear of uh, germs or fear of sickness. And slowly it became worse. That fear, if it's not addressed, not entertained, it becomes worse. Yeah, they don't, when they go out, they will wear all kinds of things, yeah, gloves and things like that to protect them from germs. And then slowly the fear just grew because it was, it has taken possession, yeah, taken hold of their thinking, of their behavior, that slowly they don't even want to go out of the house. Have you heard something like that? At least some of them, right, don't even want to wear clothes because the clothes make them allergic or there's germs and things like that. And and that is already very extreme. But from a small thing, It grew if it's not addressed. If the Saviour has not come, if we have not allowed the Saviour to rescue us, it will grow and grow and grow and grow until it is out of our own control. But praise the Lord, our God is here. Amen? 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 Okay. I, I want to look at uh, John 14 verse 30. John fourteen verse thirty, is also amplified. uh, This one is amplified uh, classic. Yeah, John fourteen, verse forty. You know Jesus said. He was talking you know, to his disciples, Jesus was saying to them in verse 30, I will not speak with you much longer for the ruler of the world, Satan is coming, okay, or the prince of the world is coming and he has no claim on me. What does it mean? Okay, it it amplified it a bit. He said that the devil has nothing in common with Jesus and there is nothing in Jesus that belongs to the devil and therefore the devil has no power over him. Wow, hallelujah! That is good news! Okay? Friends, for us also, that's good news. There's no, nothing in common. And with the devil and Jesus, nothing in common. There is nothing in Jesus that belongs to the devil. And therefore, yeah, the devil has no power over Jesus. Do you? Do we want that? That the devil has no power over us. But then the, the, the thing is that, you know, that we must not have anything in common with the devil. Nothing in us that belongs to the devil. If not, the devil's like that. Claim... What is it that is in us? And therefore, if the Lord has come. Yeah, the, the Lord has come to help us. The Lord has come to, to live in us. And every day, He's inviting us to this relationship. You know, He's inviting us to this covenant that He has already begun in us. He's already given to us. And so that we could know Him. And know that, hey Jesus, how come? You know, how do you do that? How do you have no, you know, that the devil has nothing that belongs, you know, nothing that belongs to the devil is in you. Therefore, you have power over it. And therefore, he's inviting us to come to him. So, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, let's look at the Saviour, our Saviour. Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? What is his heart? Can I encourage us maybe during this week? ask ourselves this question Jesus, who are you? Who are you, Jesus? We have been believers for many years I've been been, you know, I received Christ when I was 12 but sometimes words are just words you know, it just come and go and then come and go but uh, the word of God says that if when we believe and when we obey, then we are building a house on a rock. So sometimes even though we receive but we don't believe uh, and we are not obeying it, we are not walking, that's why it's easy when the storm comes, we follow the storm and boop, we drop. Okay? Uh, so let's encourage each other. Yeah, We can read but take hold of that word. Take hold of it. Believe it. Have faith in the Word of God. Have faith in God. You may not feel like you have faith. You may feel you are still worried and troubled. The feelings are there, but it starts with what we believed in. And so, let's take hold of it. You have that seed You can write a verse there on that piece of paper. You can write a word of God. You can write who is Jesus there. And then you tell yourself, you ask, Jesus, help me to believe in you. Help me to believe in your word that you have spoken to me today or tomorrow. Help me to believe and to walk in it. Take hold of it. So who is this Jesus? In Luke chapter 1, verse 21 to 23, Let's read together. She will give birth to a son, and you shall name him Jesus, the Lord is salvation, for he will save his people from their sins. All this happened in order to fulfill what the Lord has spoken through the prophet Isaiah. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and give birth to a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which when translated means God. Hallelujah. God. With you, yeah. God with you, with us. Is that difficult to believe? <laughs> write it on your seat, you know. Is that difficult to believe? Write it, on, write it out, write it in your seat. Is that difficult to believe that the Lord is salvation? The Lord saves? Maybe certain area... Oh, that's a bit tough or all area okay the lord is salvation and when jesus came he said even the enemy said you are the son of god they recognize he is the son of god do we recognize the one who lives in us the one who saves us he is the lord who saves us he is the lord who is with us now luke chapter 4 verse 18 to 19 It says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, the Messiah, because He has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to announce release, pardon, forgiveness to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, downtrodden, bruised crushed by tragedy to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord the day when salvation and the favor of God abound greatly so it shows that this is what Jesus has done you know before he even met this man who was demon possessed he already proclaimed this is my destiny this is what I have come to do by the spirit of God by the spirit of God he is here he is here to preach the good news to the poor. He is here to say that for those who are in prison, you feel they in prison? You know recently we have, right, our leader, he was in prison but he received a pardon from the king and therefore he was released. And it's like that. You receive a pardon from the king and we were released. We were actually supposed to stay in prison, all of us. We're not supposed to be free. It doesn't matter how big, how small our sin is. We're not supposed to... We're supposed to be prisoners. But the Lord came to release that pardon to us and to recover to recover the sight of the blind, to set those who are oppressed, those who are downtrodden, who are bruised, who are crushed, maybe in their soul they are bruised, you are crushed. You feel very crushed. But God say He wants to set us free and to proclaim the favourable year of the Lord, the day when salvation and favour of God abound greatly. Amen? Abound greatly. That's His heart desire. Next, John chapter 10, verse 10. This one we... Uh, has seen this a lot, Okay, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it over... Yeah. a little bit. Funny. Till it overflows. Are we experiencing that overflowing? Are we experiencing that kind of abundance, the fullness of God? Are we experiencing His life? Are we enjoying the life that God has given to us? Last week, uh, I mean two weeks ago, I mentioned that how our, a lot of our, our sicknesses, research has shown that it comes a lot from our soul. It comes because of our thoughts. It comes because of our emotions. Yeah, there is distress, there is trouble, and therefore it manifests in our physical body. And therefore, every behaviour that we have or every emotion, it follows with that thought. And God wants us to take captive of that thought and make it aligned to Jesus so that we may experience this life, so that we can experience this abundance of life. yeah, Abundant of life. And, and God says that, you know, God, the way that we cre- we are created is, is to enjoy love. And as every time when we are not experiencing love, we get a bit distressed, isn't it? Our body uh, distressed, our thinking, yeah, we get anxious when we're not, you know, like a baby that put an, an experiment, a like baby that was not taken care by the mother or the other baby was taken care, they can see that one is growing properly and the other one is stunted. So it does affect our physical health. Whether we are loved or not loved, it does. So we are thankful because though we may experience a lot of difficulties, but we have a God who loves us forever. You have a God that we can always feel assured that we are accepted and received with love. And God give us a life that we can enjoy. God give us a life that you know, we can have laughter, we can have fun. And God says in his word that a joyful heart, a cheerful heart. You know this verse? A joyful heart is is like is it's good medicine, yeah. A joyful heart is good medicine. A joyful heart is good medicine. A joyful heart helps healing. A joyful heart helps healing. But if our spirit is crushed, our spirit is broken, it will dry up our bone. And therefore our bone becomes very fragile, isn't it? It will dry our bone. But a joyful heart, a cheerful heart, it helps with healing. And a joyful heart, you know, is good medicine. That means it brings healing. And science is, you know, science is proving that to us more and more. Because science now with this more advanced in technology, you know, it's more advanced. They can show us that when we have fun, you know, when we have fun or we have a good laugh, it, that's why nowadays they have laughter, laughter class, is it? <laughs> Some people that have laughing class and things like that. Because science is, is proving now, is, is showing us that actually when you laugh, it says that if you have a good belly laugh, it says that your cortisol will drop by 39 and your adrenaline will drop by 70 like in percentage. It will drop so much. Even your adrenaline, you know your adrenaline, right? You get very, yeah? And then your feel-good hormone, that's the endorphin, will increase by 29%. And your growth, even your growth hormone, it will increase by 87%. And when you laugh, it boosts your immune system. Huh. You know, I've been taking like, you know, when I was sick, I take like elderberry juice to boost my immune system. Now I know, uh, I must also take laughter medicine, okay, laughing medicine, boost our immune system. And furthermore, when we laugh, it, both sides of our brains are working. Both sides of our brains are working and then it, for, it increases our potential. You see, when we are stressed We find it very hard to think We find it hard to have creative ideas But when we laugh It's true, right? I, I find that also you know, When I'm relaxed When I'm playing Then suddenly ideas come and, You know, because you are enjoying yourself And therefore You are laughing You are using both of your brains Wow, I thought only When you learn piano Use both brains, you know Or driving, you know You learn both <laughs> oh, yen su, huh? Laughing also can use both brains Wow, praise the Lord i kind of laugh more, okay? Okay, so Enjoy that laughter. Enjoy life. as God say. God, Jesus is the one who helped us to enjoy love. And fun, having fun, having laughter, it protects our heart and all the damaging stress chemicals can be reduced very quickly. That mean our body can change, my friends. For the Lord has given us everything. He is our joy. That's why God says the joy of the Lord is our strength. When we are stressed, we feel very tired easily, right? Because the stress level, all this cortisol and things like that, it just makes us feel very tired. Uh, how we say it, Brain fog. <laughs> okay? Brain fog and things like that. But when we have the joy of the Lord, we just ask the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, that's joy. Right? You know Jesus, right? let the joy of the Lord fill me. And therefore, we have strength from God. Friends, we have everything. Let's look at John 14, verse 15 to 17. If you really love me, you will keep, let's read together, and keep and obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another Helper, Comforter, Advocate, Intercessor, Counselor, Strengthener, Standby to be with you forever. The Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive and take to this, to its heart, because it does not see Him or know Him. But you know Him, because He, the Holy Spirit, remains with you continually and will be in you. Amen. Amen. If you really love me, you will keep and obey my commandments. His commandments are good. It's for our good. Before science can prove it, it is for our good. And when we obey it, and if we find it difficult, we have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is here with us. And He is the Spirit of Truth whom the world cannot receive but we can He remains with us continually and will be with us in us Emmanuel God with us Emmanuel God with us and the thing that we do is to have faith in the word of God to have faith in Jesus to have faith in his word to believe it to speak it try speaking that to a friend it will change their body chemicals you know. try speaking that to a friend today God is with you God is for you. He is not against you. God is not fighting against you. God is for you. God is for you. God is with you. Holy Spirit is with you. Helper, the Comforter is with you. He is with you. This morning I learned uh, a new... uh, uh, I was just watching this video and this pastor was sharing about the word shalom because he says that in shalom, in the Hebrew, there are four characters, four Hebrew characters. And then when you put the characters together, it says that, we always say shalom, right? Shalom, shalom, shalom. Uh, one thing is that we want the wholeness that we want, we are speaking, may your whole person yeah, be whole. May you be whole. May you be whole. That's true. Yeah, you have wellness and everything be whole. And what he shared today, I was like, wow, God, Yes, that's true. Shalom, when you put it together, it means to destroy the authority of the one who establishes chaos. Is there chaos in your heart? Is there chaos in our, in our nation? With shalom, when we say we have shalom, we have authority to destroy the authority of the one who establishes chaos. Jesus is Shalom. He is the Prince of Peace. He destroyed the authority of the enemy to cause chaos. Wow. Friends, we have so much, so much, so much. But if all that so much, so much, so much, it just remains on the page of the Bible or just remains hanging in the air, then we, we, how do I say that? We want to live that fullness of life, amen? We want to live that, that fullness, that abundance that Jesus has already given to us. And to live it is that we need to believe it. We need to speak it. We need to walk in it. And to tell with what God has given to us and say it to the one who is causing chaos. Get out. My saviour is here. I belong to my saviour. You get out. You don't cause chaos anymore in my life. For my saviour is here. He is with me. When we go to school, (laughs) we see chaos in school. We can speak to our school and say, Jesus, Prince of Shalom. Prince of Peace, come, take authority. I command this chaos must stop because Jesus is here in my school, in my workplace, in this city, in this nation, that we may proclaim the goodness of God. Amen. All of us, we have it, we have Jesus in us. I pray that may we all, You know, continue to draw close and to truly know what we have in Christ, what we truly have as a child of God. We are not just called to believe for ourselves. I mean, yes, it's good that we believe, but God wants to expand His kingdom. And we are called to do that, just like that man. Instead, of following Je- uh, no, going with Jesus on the boat. He did it. He went and proclaimed what Jesus had done in his life. So may we continue to proclaim what Jesus has done in us. Do not fear, my friends. We have God. God is with us. We have one another to encourage each other. Continue to speak that word to one another. The word of God, the word of life. Speak it with that little seed. One day, it will grow and become a huge tree in the person's life or even in your own life. Amen. Amen. Uh, I'd like to invite the worship team as we sing this song. This song is a song about a person was finding it a little bit difficult in her life. And so she called out to God for her. and the chorus of the song is a response from God. Yeah, she was very sick at that time. Many people were praying for her. Then she was wondering how come she's not well. But Jesus was saying to her, You need to believe me for yourself, for yourself alone. We are not just expecting for people to believe healing you know, from God, but we ourselves, we need to take it up, believe it, even for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And the Lord encouraged her by saying, fear not, He is there. Mm -hmm. Shall we pray as the worship team pray, shall we pray? Father God, we give thanks to you that, Lord, nothing is too difficult for you Nothing is too difficult for you. We are thankful that no matter where we are, at this time of our life, in our relationship with you, you are always so patient and encouraging us to go deeper, to not be afraid, to go deeper instead of ankle-deep water to step deeper into our relationship with you, to go to knee deep. And then you keep calling us, come, my children, come deeper. Come, and we are at our waist. And it's a bit scary, but Jesus, you are calling us deeper to total surrender, total surrender unto you. Father, what an encouragement to see this man who was not able to even control, have mastered his own life because of what the enemy has done, the chaos that the enemy has brought into his life. But when you came, you set him free. And not only set him free, Lord, you gave him a purpose. He thought that he was his purpose was going on that boat to be with you. But Jesus, your purpose for Him at that time was to go share the good news with so many. Father, sometimes it's scary to step out from what we think it is supposed to be. But Lord, we pray that today give us a word, give us a seed of a word of faith sow your seed into our hearts today I ask, we ask for every one of us here give us a seed of faith give us a word of faith for word, faith comes from hearing your word, give us a word Lord today for each and every one of us give us a word like you say to this man, go to your family, tell them what good things that the Lord has done. God, give us a word, we pray, for each and every one of us. Give us a word. Give us a word, Lord, a word for us. Thank you, Lord, we ask. Help us and we know that you are with us when we hang on to that word, when we walk in that word. We do not need to fear. You are with us, just like you have given power to this man to do what he is called to do, to share, Lord, with others. That when you came to that place, you were welcome. Lord God, thank you. There's so much, so much that you want to do in our hearts, oh Lord. We pray, may you help us, each and every one of us, Lord. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen.